Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome back to the recruiting roundup on the YouTube and podcast homes for BamaOnline.com. Travis Ryer, Andrew Bone, Tim Watts, we've got you covered as it is a bye week for the Alabama Crimson side, certainly not an off week for the Alabama staff on the recruiting trail. And guys, as we bring you in here, let's talk first though about Ryan Williams, the outstanding 2025 wide receiver commitment for Alabama, making some headlines, I guess, of late, Andrew and Tim, as far as some games that he's taken in that don't involve the Alabama Crimson Tide. Yeah, this was always the plan for Ryan. I don't know. There's nothing been like from the Alabama end. There's been nothing new. I mean, there, you know, people are talking about him possibly reclassifying. Well, that's been on the table since the summer. They at least wanted to have the option. You know what I mean? Which is smart. If you can have an option, you know, you know, I, I think it's a smart, I think everybody should try to have an, as many options as possible. So that's nothing new. I know the Auburn side's talking about that a lot, um, but that's not, that's not new uh, information. Um, he was always going to take visits. Uh, this it's again, that's nothing new. He has said many times he'll take visits. Joseph Hastings got him on the phone last night and he again said he's hundred percent committed. He's all in. Um, Andrew has some information about what, what his, his, uh, correspondence with the with the Bama staff while he was at Auburn yeah I mean you know this is a uh you know, this was kind of a situation where you know he's been to Tuscaloosa you know four out of five weekends this uh this season so far he wanted to see something a little bit different wanted to go back to Auburn which he's been down there uh already this season and uh you know I think that he was in contact with with Alabama kind of throughout the weekend you know 
he came out and said that. We kind of knew that, but he came out last night and said that he was in contact with coaches, you know, was texting with some players after the game, watched the game uh, at the uh, at Auburn Stadium on Saturday. So, you know, he was really excited about Alabama's win. You know, we, we saw him on social media, uh, you know, liking a lot of posts. And, um, you know, we know kind of where things stand with Ryan right now. Um, as far as you know, what he's told us, you know, on and off the record, we talked to his family and you know it seems like everything's looks pretty good for Alabama as of right now does that mean that things are going to slow down as far as Auburn's pursuit or Georgia's pursuit Texas no all these schools are still trying to get him in uh for visits this season I mean, you're you're not a very good recruiting staff if you're not all in on a guy like Ryan Williams right yeah. and I don't mean just Ryan Williams I mean anybody of that caliber if you get if he answers your phone call you make the call every time right so that makes perfect sense. I know Alabama fans were like, Auburn's going all in. Auburn has been all in. He's an extremely talented player. They would love to have him. Um, they're not just now going, wow, this kid's good. Let's jump in here. You know, they've been all in, full court push on him. But, I mean, it's recruiting. You've always got to give the old, hey, it's recruiting, so anything could happen. But this one feels different than it did with Perry Thompson. And as Andrew pointed out, Perry was saying he was 60% sometimes. Sometimes 100%. Perry's behavior was different. Uh, also, everybody's going to handle this process differently. You know, last year, we're just a year removed from if Caleb Downs steps foot in Ohio State, he's going to flip. You know, we're just a year removed from Caleb taking a visit to the Ohio State-Michigan game, which he always wanted to see. The guaranteed flip from Ohio State people. So all these things play out in a different way. But, you know, the feedback we've got is Ryan's good with Alabama right now. Huge win for Alabama on the field last Saturday against the Tennessee Volunteers. Got to thank, too, a huge weekend in Tuscaloosa. As far as targets, not only for what's still left out there in 2024 are concerned, but looking down the road, 2025, 2026. So, Tim, we'll start with you. Just kind of your reaction on the recruiting front to the weekend that was, I guess, a priority running back of note on campus once again and several other highly regarded prospects. Yeah, I mean, the environment, I mean, it's been, I mean, all the feedback we've gotten is just incredibly, I mean, you saw what the crowd was like and and um, the feedback and the, the just the atmosphere and the coaches were just overran. You know, they that's why it's so hard for these coaches. They get a game like Tennessee's coming to town. You get these visitors coming in. Now, I do think the, the, the attendance list was a little bit shorter than it will be against LSU. I think it comes down to, the, are you going to both these games? If you got to choose a game, which one would you go to? I'd probably go to the LSU game, right? You know, I pointed this out on the round table. When you look at, like, Ryan Williams is 17 years old. Alabama's 16-1 and one in his lifetime against Tennessee. He might not see that as the rivalry is that some, you know, older guys like we are, as we see it as Alabama fans, uh, can. Now, the LSU-Alabama game, I think people his age is very familiar with how this game's been played out because he was, you know, all these recruits saw it, you know, were aware of the 2019 game, the, the 2020. They've been aware of the Smitty game there. So, um, yeah, but I think it was an A-plus turnout and A-plus effort from the fans. Yeah, I mean, I think it's so as well. You know, we talked to a lot of different uh, kids who are in Tuscaloosa. And even though it was kind of a, a shorter list, you know, there's not a lot of spots remaining in, in this year's class. I mean, Alabama's currently sitting with 20 commitments. They're probably going to sign anywhere between, you know, 26, you know, 27 guys. So not a lot of spots. So when you bring in, you know, three or four guys in that 2024 class, 
who could potentially be in your class, that's that's a big kind of a bigger you know group than uh, than you you know we we were kind of expecting uh, as far as you know remaining targets. You know, Alabama extended a new offer last week to William Eccles out of uh, uh, out of Houston High School in Mississippi. He's an Ole Miss commitment. Uh, just offered on Wednesday. Made the trip to Tuscaloosa on Saturday. Going to be back for the LSU game here in a few weeks. You know, we mentioned Daniel Hill was also uh, in Tuscaloosa for what seems like his, you know, 300th visit to Alabama yeah. uh, over the course of the last couple of years. Uh, been to Tuscaloosa, you know, definitely more than anywhere else and probably twice as much as, you know, all the other schools combined. So uh, I think a lot of people were just kind of waiting to see, you know, is he finally going to pull the trigger or is he going to, you know, potentially continue to look at South Carolina and Tennessee. Now, you know, there was one, uh, you know, pretty intriguing prospect who was in town. Uh, that's Steve Mbamua, uh, who made his trip down from Quebec City. Now, this was originally supposed to be an official visit, but he changed it up made it for an unofficial visit so that he can take his official visit in December. This was his first ever college football game experience. Imagine wow. going to your first ever college football game and, you know, being really high on the program, being Alabama and seeing what Alabama did in that second half, especially as a defensive recruit, Alabama going out, shutting uh, Tennessee uh, 27 to zip in that second half. So, you know, pretty, uh, pretty remarkable. Man, did he look – did he look good? Like he made Freddie Roach, you know what I mean? He made Freddie Roach look tiny. And Freddie Roach isn't a small man on that photo with him. He's yeah, he's, li he's listed at 260 pounds on his profile page. He checked in at 274. It's a good, it's a good weight. He is big. That's a big, that's a big joker. So um, yeah, Alabama did a good job getting him there. And Andrew made a great point. Is like, I think Alabama, I think all fans, you won't like. 30 Christmas presents every Christmas, right? But you forget last year you got 30. So this year you're probably not going to be able to get 30. Um, so the class is going to be smaller. We've said this. We said it before the year. We said it during it. We're going to say it after. This recruiting class as a whole nationally just isn't as good as last year or next year's. It's not. And you don't want to take a guy just to take him. Again, the portal is going to play such a huge role. And look at the guys on the portal on this year's team having an impact. Just look at those guys. They're having the portal guys are having as big an impact as, as almost any signee out, you know, not named Caleb Downs, right? I mean, all those guys are, you know, really, you know, coming in and playing. So I think it's just like slowed down. And also I think the fans forget like Bama's so, you know, they're like a wave. I mean, during the season, there's just not a heavy recruiting pitch. They still recruit. But when it gets closer to December, as it is, you're going to see things really start to pick up. And I think we saw that first step this week. Uh, running back from just down the road, I guess, uh, Daniel Hill back in Tuscaloosa on Saturday for the Tennessee game. Tim, Andrew, uh, what is it continuing to look like maybe on that front with the uh, four-star back? You know, I got some intel saying that, that, that Bama had put herself in a really good position. Sounds like that maybe he was entertaining. I know South Carolina hasn't helped herself with this season, we've been told. Um, and like like Andrew said earlier, he's been on campus as many times as Jace McClellan, I think, sometimes. He is he is on that – like, I think he's got an apartment there. He visits all the time for the last two or three years. Um, the family's very Bama-friendly, uh, so that helps. He still hadn't made a decision. I think Alabama's did a good job there of weathering the storm. Tennessee's went all in trying to get him as well. So 
that's his three. Um, but I do think maybe the tide is turning, to use a cliche here, a little bit back towards Alabama. And we've seen it kind of Alabama. South Carolina had a very positive feel not too long ago, probably to start the season. Uh, maybe that's backed off a little bit. Yeah, you know, you look at what Alabama signed in last year's class with Justice Haynes, uh, Richard Young, two of the top four running backs in the country, and you know that's, you know, that's probably hurt Alabama a little bit as far as getting, uh, you know, early commitments. Um, you know, we saw Nate Frazier end up going to Georgia, but you know, outside of Nate Frazier, there was really only a couple guys that you know they really heavily pursued, and you know, one was, uh, you know, one's Daniel Hill, who's you know, they've kind of been holding out for for, for a while. You know, another is Kevin Riley uh, out of Tuscaloosa County, you know, committed to Miami during the summer. He has been to Tuscaloosa a couple times this season. And, you know, we're not putting him on, you know, any sort of flip watch, but it is somebody that we're going to probably continue to watch uh, moving forward, especially if he makes it back over to Tuscaloosa and potentially uh, for an official visit before signing day. It's not a It's not a great year for running backs. I mean, we said the class is bad, but – Nate Frazier really probably is the the best guy as far as the biggest name. Um, Alabama lost out for him to Georgia. But I think that factored into last year when they took two running backs of the caliber they got. You know, they got two that, like Andrew said, two of the top five in the country. So they kind of knew that. One thing about Saban's staff is they're pretty good at figuring out what's coming down the pipe and what they've got to work with right away. So you've seen them fill up on, you know, on earlier. You've seen them go heavy on a position in one class and then the next class go lighter. Like last year, heavy on tackle. This year, there are just not that many tackles out there. Going into the bye week, guys, and understanding it's anything but an off week for the Alabama staff, uh, what does this week consist of You know, for the Alabama assistants? And as you guys have pointed out, it's rapidly filling class. So is it a little bit of 2024 with a lot of 2025 and 2026 mixed in? Well, there's not – they're actually going to be you know, working in Tuscaloosa for the most part this week is they're going to continue to have practice. So I think you know, a little bit later on in the week, you know, probably on Wednesday night, you're going to start seeing some coaches hit the road, um, you know, get on some planes. And, you know, they're going to be at schools on Thursday, you know, Friday, you know, stopping by you know, several different places. They're going to uh, go to some – you know, a lot of them will be at games on Friday night, you know, you know, maybe even on Thursday night. But I think, you know, what you'll see is you'll see some of these coaches – stop by, uh, you know, some of their top priority targets that are still out there, guys that they haven't seen yet. Now, keep in mind, they've gone out to games already this season, so they've seen kids uh, already. So it's more about who have they not seen, um, you know, whether that's you know, flying out to California, going out to Texas, uh, going to different places in the country that they just haven't been able to get to uh, because of the schedule. Um, I do think that you'll see – you're probably going to see more uh, some offers pop up, not necessarily in the 2024 class, but you'll see offers pop up in 2025, 2026 uh, when assistant coaches stop by these different high schools because uh, they've, they've been able to uh, – you know, there's a lot of midseason highlights that are out there right now. They've been able to watch, uh, you know, a lot of different kids so far this season. They'll stop by a lot of those high schools, see kids. Of course, that will, you know, kind of continue once we get into – December, but you know, I do think that we'll see Alabama stop by and see you know some of the top priority remaining targets, and maybe even a few 2024 20, guys that they haven't offered yet uh, that they could decide to pull the trigger on. Um, you know, a little bit later on this season. And I guess Tim, you're also anticipating the next portal window in all this that you kind of yeah. have to factor in for 2024, and uh, just another element in this thing that is yeah makes it even more dynamic. 
it used to be a lot easier. Now at the time, you know, it's like uh, the guy in the office said, I wish they'd have told us when the best of times were. So I'd enjoy them more. I think college <laughs> coaches probably feel that way because, you know, it used to be mind my business, SEC championship game that weekend, the next day, Sunday, boom, we're on the road, we're driving, we're flying, we're seeing everybody. Well, now you really don't have that luxury because of the early signing period. And there's, I don't know the number last year, maybe Andrew does, but a lot of, the vast majority of these class, these the, each class is signed, 70, 80%, I imagine. So you're really whittling down that list. So you don't really get a chance to go see them after Christmas. You got to see them, you know, when you can. So that's up to states. And uh, Alabama's always did a really good job of managing that. And it helps when you've got like a, you know, you've got a, you know, you've got a home run hitter. You know, it's basically, Nick Saban's basically Barry Bonds, right? You can get in a recruitment pretty quick with a phone call and, um, he does a good, you know, obviously he knows how to recruit and his reputation precedes him. So they can, they can do that, but they're, they, the stakes are up. I mean, they have to get after recruiting a little bit more. You've got to sit on them a little bit more. I mean, cause that, that early signing period, you know, it'll, you know, you know how many kids are committed where a school's quietly recruiting them and telling them don't say anything. It's a lot. And guys, I, I wanted to ask you this. I want to do this more on a weekly basis from this previous week. Was there some movement? Was there an item of particular interest? Maybe it was subtle. Maybe it flew under the radar that struck you as potentially impactful on the recruiting front, Andrew, for even this 2024 cycle. The last seven days, maybe something that has happened that struck you a certain kind of way. Yeah, there's you know, a couple of things. I, I think with, um, you know, William Echols, the defensive lineman out of Mississippi, you know, receiving an offer. Uh, from Alabama, you know, going, watching his film, uh, wondering, you know, why uh, he's probably not ranked higher and doesn't have a ton of, uh, uh, you know, a lot more love, you know, even a potentially top 100 kid. I mean, this is a six foot, you know, three, 300 pound uh, big body in Mississippi. And dancing bear, really Tim Watts. Dancing bear, right? Dancing bear. Love those the dancing bears. Kids, those Mississippi kids, they tend to get ranked uh, a little bit later on in the process, but uh, uh, it properly ranked a little bit later in the, in the process. But that's a kid that you know we're going to start watching a little bit closer. You know, one other note: Arian Hampton, you know, Texas wide receiver commitment, made a trip to Tuscaloosa uh, this past weekend. Uh, Alabama's been communicating with him for the last several months, but you know he made a trip back to Alabama. Now, didn't really spend a lot of time in Tuscaloosa; it was just there for the day, but. I don't know if anything's going to really transpire there, but you know, the fact that he made the trip you know, from Texas to uh, to Tuscaloosa for the Tennessee game shows that there's still a little bit of interest there. So we'll see if you know there, there's potentially any movement uh, moving forward. But as of right now, you know, wouldn't really bank on him as a uh, you know, as a flip guy, but you know, definitely somebody that um, that will you know probably continue to monitor a little bit. What about you, Tim? I tell you what stood out to me. It's not Bama related, but was the. Uh... <clears throat> the Florida defensive lineman Armando Blunt, who just flipped from 25 to 24 and flipped to FSU for Miami. I mean, you're talking about the the unexpected twists that come with this. I mean, this guy, you know, we saw that earlier with the quarterback who was committed to Florida. He jumped a class or two and then ends up signing with Ole Miss. So these coaches are dealing with guys that are now, you know, like me and Travis said, when, you know, when we reclassified, my parents called it flunking. You know, I, I went back. Yeah, I went I never, back. Yeah. I never heard of anybody going forward. You know, that was I mean, a gray I mean, shirt. 
Yeah. I, I spent some summers making sure I didn't reclassify. You know what I mean? But <laughs> seriously, though, guys, right. Andrew, it, it seems like reclassifications in football is is growing, is trending upward, and kind of has taken the lead from basketball, like we've seen too. Yeah. I, guys, I guess among the many changing elements in recruiting. Mm-hmm reclassifications here too you can get that nil money first of all um get to that nfl deal quicker yeah that's another thing you get that early contract in there that's important for positions like running back you want to be as young as you can getting your second contract in the national football league i mean we've seen you know saw it with sean alexander dalvin cook lately you know saquon barkley's about to get you know probably you know hosed on that but yeah i think with that now i will say this especially with the quarterback. We're seeing guys reclassify, but a lot of times it's back to where they were supposed to be. Right. Because before they reclassified the Tim Watts way, they went backwards. So then I think they, like, took some, you know, went back and got in their class, so we're seeing that. But when you can get that, and also that's an attraction, I think that's kind of what Auburn thought they was happening with uh, with uh, Ryan Ryan Williams. But this, they, they he's, that was well, well before they were – Right, you know, involved. He they were out. He was already considering trying to do this. So, some guys are ready for that. You know, you've seen guys at Alabama like Minka, you know, Jonathan Allen. If they'd classified up, they'd have been ready. But not everybody. You know, Marlin probably not a good idea for Marlin to have hopped up there. Um, you know, you know, probably helps for most of us to get a little maturity. But some of these guys are just ready. Seems like Andrew, whether you reclass if you reclassify. You, you might still be looking at a red shirt year, you know. I mean, Desrick, right? Desrick yeah, jumped up a year, and it's it's a developmental year for him, understandably at Alabama. It looks like. Yeah, and, and remember I mean, Quinn Ewers did. I'm sorry, Quinn Ewers did that, but he got that NIL money and then went back to where he started. That truck, too, which man. was Texas. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So you get that. That's you know, it's the same thing for Ricks. He's in the system, so to speak. But so, you know, the good the good thing for Ricks is, you know, he is working. In a secondary with Kool Aid, with Terry on Arnold, uh, you know, coached by Nick Saban. Coached by Nick Saban, T Rob. I mean, he, he, I mean, IMG's great, guys. We're not taking a shot at IMG, right? But damn, pretty much what Andrew. And also, that's a position for Rich where there's no, I should be playing. You know what I mean? You look around Alabama going to the portal for Trey Amos. You know, that's something you got to consider in all this, too. Yeah, but Rick's got a huge upside, obviously. Oh, no doubt. Just learning. And most of the, most of the Bama DBs tend to learn on the job. Most of them aren't coming in, starting in that, you know, lining up on an island as a freshman. I mean, Dre didn't, Marlon didn't, all those guys. A lot of them paid their dues on special teams, in fact. Yep. Well, guys, it's been a lot of fun. Anything else you'd like to throw in there? Any closing comments before we wrap up the latest recruiting roundup here? I just think it's a wild ride ahead of us. You know, and I I will tell a lot of people are like, they want to surprise. But remember this, all surprises aren't good. (laughs) I watch Halloween movies and all surprises are not good. I watch scary movies. So I think there's a wild ride ahead. I think Alabama has put together a really good class on the heels of a great class. And they're on the process. And uh, we didn't even mention Zion. Zion Grady's on the verge of committing. He's a 2025 guy. He set the date on. November 12th, me, Joseph, and Andrew have discussed it. We feel pretty confident with Alabama's position. Uh, they had the number one class in the country, I believe, in that class. And that's early granted, but it's definitely got off to a good start. But there's, there's, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of recruiting left, but every day 
there's recruiting, whether it's holding on to what you got or trying to take what somebody else has got. So, Andrew, what do you got for us? Take us out of here. I mean, we're less than two months until the early signing period. You know, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs. There's going to be a lot of twists and turns. There's going to be a lot of different rumors. Don't believe everything you you hear. Um, You know, we're going to try to keep everybody on the uh, on straight and narrow on on BOL. But I think that, uh, you know, over the course of the last couple of weeks, you know, we've seen a lot of kids come out and say that they're going to take official visits to Alabama, that they're going to they're going to get to Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa for that LSU game, you know, there might not be a lot of spots left, but Alabama is still, you know, recruiting several guys who are out there. And, you know, you never know what kind of surprises we may see. You know, Tristan Jernigan, who's, a Mississippi, or who's from Mississippi, com- currently committed to Texas A&M, coming in for an official visit to Alabama um, next weekend. So that's a, you know, a linebacker recruit that we're going to be watching a little bit closer. Zay Mincy, top 100 safety out of uh, Daytona Beach, was in town for an official visit. Now, Alabama has a loaded um, you know, defensive back class, but he's still one of these guys that Alabama's, you know, continuing to pursue. So it's going to be an interesting, um, you know, uh, ride over these next, uh, these next several weeks. And, uh, you know, we're going to be telling the story. Uh, you just got to feel that at this stage, Nick Saban knows what he's doing recruiting. Right? Uh, I don't know, Tim. You just got to, uh, like, I don't know. You know. Like there's people that I need, know I need more data. There's I need like more data. Two more years, and I think we'll have enough to really put a spreadsheet together. It's a small but, sample size, Tim. Hey, I mean, they'll lose on. some, but they're going to win the most. I'm a guy focused. Don't on be a hot team. take artist, Tim. Hey, you know? don't don't. Hey, I need a graphic <laughs> for that take. Give me a graphic. I'm tweeting it out. Tim's hot takes. Tim's takes. Hot sauce on Monday. Oh no, I keep coming up with these different shows. You know, I keep giving myself more work. Is what I do. With hey, these that's what I like. Work, Travis. Yeah, I know, right? Well, guys, we appreciate your work, obviously. Joseph Hastings as well, doing a great job Good for job. us on the recruiting front. And also a big weekend for basketball official visits at the University of Alabama. And we're continuing to update those at BamaOnline.com. Billy Richmond, Darian Reed in town, Joseph Hastings uh, I've seen here in the last little bit with an in-depth update from Darian Reed on his trip to Tuscaloosa. So on the hardwoods, too, you want to keep up with that with us at BamaOnline.com. Thanks again, guys. Thanks. See you next week. For Tim Watts, Andrew Bone, Travis Schreier, thanking you for joining us here on the Recruiting Roundup on the YouTube and podcast homes for BamaOnline.com. And until next time, so long, everybody. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, 
Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.